Hey everybody, how's it going? How are you guys doing? You doing good? You doing great? You doing fabulous? Awesome, glad to hear it. So, this week, what we're going to be talking about is... I think we're going to do mostly NFL this week. Um, you know, baseball season's way too long and, you know, basketball's over, hockey's over. I don't really give a fuck about soccer, so, you know, especially when the U.S. isn't in it, because the U.S. isn't in it, then why do I care? Um, you know, plus we gotta take a break from the MMA ones, because I did a couple of those recently, and I don't want people thinking this is just an MMA podcast, so, we are gonna talk about the NFL, and I haven't really gone into it a lot, um, you know, here and there, I've done some things, you know, talked about Kaepernick a little bit, you know, touched on it here and there, but we're going to talk more about, uh, player acquisitions, you know, teams to watch, that kind of stuff. I think that's a, you know, that'll, that'll be something nice to talk about. So, you know, I guess, uh, where we should probably start is with the draft, this, this past draft. That happened in April. Um, as usual, you know, the Browns had the number one pick. Because, you know, they have a number one pick every year because they're a fucking trash franchise ever since, what's that, 68 or whenever their last championship was. Um, you know, it wasn't a Super Bowl, so a lot of people say, you know, they've never won a Super Bowl, which is true, they haven't, but they did win NFL championships. And if you're going to go by NFL championships, they have just as many as the Steelers if not more, um, I forget quite how many they have, it's, I don't think they have 10, but they have, they definitely have six at least, which is how many Super Bowls the Steelers have, um, you know, so, they used to be successful when Jim Brown was there, and Otto Graham, and, you know, Paul Brown, the, the founder, was there before he went to the Bengals, so they used to be a a good team. You know, they drafted Ernie Davis at one point. Obviously, he had his, uh, I think it was leukemia issues, you know, and ended up dying. But that would have been an insane backfield. You know, so it's just one of those things where, um, you know, they, they used to be good. They weren't good. They even actually got rid of their franchise and moved it to Baltimore, became the Ravens. Then decided that they were going to take their franchise back. So... You know, they, they've had a, a crazy history, but uh, at least in my lifetime, you know, since 1990, they they haven't done anything. I mean, they've done, they've done absolutely dick. Um, and, and a lot of that to me is really because of their, you know, their, the, not necessarily their one specific GM, because I'm sure they've had multiples since then. I don't know quite how many they've had, but I know... They've had probably a lot, probably more turnover there than a whole lot of a whole lot of other teams have had. But you know, their their GMs, their directors of player personnel, their scouts, whatever the case may be, whoever's making the decisions, their coaches, dear God, their coaches, um, they're just making shit decisions. They're making bad decisions, and that's why they keep, you know, why they keep being a bottom feeder team because. No one there wants... I don't know if it's just that they don't want to sack up and maybe take a chance. 
or if maybe they feel that, you know, we just want to test our fans and just see how much we can suck before they just stop following us altogether, or, you know, what the case is. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe they got paid off many years ago to just suck forever and make bad decisions. Who knows? I, I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. Um, but it, it is weird to me that one franchise can suck so bad for so long. I mean, at least with other teams, you know, you've had some modicums of success here and there. You know, the uh, you know some of the lower teams in the you know, in the draft this year. You know, the Broncos, the Jets, the Giants. You know, they've all had decent seasons and or championships recently. Outside of really the Bills. Um, you know, no one, you know, most of the teams have had success, you know, in the 2000s. Obviously, the Bills haven't really had success since the 90s when they went to four straight Super Bowls and somehow managed to lose them all. I don't understand that, but what the fuck do I know, right? I guess I don't know the game. But anyway, so back to what, back to the draft. So the Browns get the number one pick. So to me, and maybe I'm just not a, a GM, a good GM, or, I mean, obviously I'm not a GM, but maybe I wouldn't make a good GM or whatever. But to me, at this point, when you have the number one pick, you just got a quarterback in Tyrod Taylor who, while he isn't great, he is a decent starter, and he will allow you to, since you also have the fifth pick, or, I'm sorry, the fourth pick, then maybe get a young quarterback there, have somebody to to train him up or even to get a, a defensive player and then, you know, try to get somebody later, whatever you want to do. But I don't think that you should spend the first pick in this situation on a quarterback when that's what you've done the last, what, 15 years and it hasn't worked for you not a single time. I mean, Brady Quinn, Johnny Manziel, um, uh, what was uh, old boy's name? Uh, Colt McCoy, um, Brandon Whedon, you know, all those kinds of guys like, None of those guys worked out for you. And you're taking them all in the first round or even first overall or second round or whatever. But most of those guys were first overall, you know, or first rounds at least. Uh, Brady Quinn, you know, I think fell to like 15, but still. Um, you know, you, you don't track quarterbacks well. You have to know this. You, you have to know that you don't track quarterbacks well. So in no world should you take a quarterback, no matter who the quarterback is. You, especially not the smallest quarterback in the fucking draft. He may be an athlete. Cool, great. He won the Heisman. Awesome. Who gives a fuck? The Heisman doesn't mean shit in college football. It just means who's the most popular and athletic player at the quarterback, running back, or wide receiver position. That's all that the Heisman means. That's literally all it means. There's no, there's, there's no meaning to it. It's not who's the best player. It's who's the best athlete. Who... Also, is making the mo who's getting the most media coverage for whatever reason. It's the only two things that the Heisman really uh, takes into account. Uh, not not skill, because if it took skill into account, that Johnny Manziel would still be in the league right now, no matter what his personal issues are. But he's obviously not a good quarterback, right? Therefore, he's not in the league. Yeah, sure, the issues didn't help, but look at all the other issues other people have had with skill and they're still in the league you know what I mean so if you have issues it doesn't mean that, that you can't be in the league so if Johnny Manziel was such a good quarterback and won the Heisman why isn't he still why isn't he still in the league 
he's in Canada playing football. Great. I, anybody, my mom can play football in Canada. Whoopty fucking do. Like it's Canada. Um, but you know, I don't know. So here I'm expecting them to take Saquon Barkley. He's the best overall player, the best overall player in the entire draft. Everyone agrees. Everyone can see it. Everyone knows it. Plus, you need a good running back. You have a solid quarterback who's going to get you more wins than you had the past year. Um, you know, he, yeah, he throws some picks, but you know who else threw a lot of picks? Brett Favre. Not that I would ever compare Tyro Taylor to Brett Favre. I'm just saying, you know, you can't, you can't base that he throws a lot of picks and he's not a good quarterback. Like he, he's, he's a good starter. He, he's a, he's a solid starter. He'll get you, he'll get done what you need to get done. He's not going to take you to that next level. But he's good for a lot of these young players to really build their confidence, kind of get them working together as a team, and then maybe transition into someone else's era after they've learned for a year or two. You know, let him sit behind Tyrod, learn the game, because say what you will, but he's a vet and he knows the game, and he's been on, you know, I, I believe he was on the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl, wasn't he? Maybe I'm wrong. But, you know, he, he's been around the league for a while. He knows how the game works. He knows the ins and outs. He knows playbooks. He's obviously a smart guy. Otherwise, he wouldn't ever be a starter. Um, even even if he doesn't call all of his own plays, you know, you still got to be a reasonably intelligent uh, player in order to start a quarterback in the NFL uh, and, and hold on to the starting job, not just start once, but start multiple years, multiple games. But what's the one thing that you've been really been missing? Uh, a running back. You haven't had a good running back since Jim Brown. Okay, that was the last true running back that you had. Yeah, you had Jamal Lewis when he was fucking old and broken down. Yeah, you had Trent Richardson, but Trent Richardson was trash and everyone knew it. Yeah, you had um, Duke Johnson. Ooh, Isaiah Crowell. Yeah, he was good, but he's not going to be that kind of that that guy, you know, the defenses are going to fear um, catching or running. You know, he was a solid running back, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's 1,000 yards, 1,400 yards a season probably. Maybe a little less than 14, but I'd say between 1,000 and 1,400 yards a season. If you know, if if he stays healthy, that's it's a very solid running back in the NFL. Granted, your left tackle did just retire, and Joe Thomas. Now, had you gotten Saquon Barkley, maybe he'd come back. Because I mean, who wouldn't want to block for a guy like that? So anyway, the Browns take not even the best quarterback available. They take Baker Mayfield from Oklahoma. Now, if you're going to take a quarterback, which you shouldn't have done, but if you're going to take one, why would you take the fifth or sixth best quarterback available? Why wouldn't you take someone who's supposed to be better? And you can't tell me that he fits your system better because you don't have a system. You basically, I mean, yeah, you have Tyrod Taylor, who's an athlete, but it's not the kind of quarterback that you need. You know, you've you've drafted guys like that before, and they haven't worked out. So why would you take a guy who's supposed to be an athlete and likes to run around and make plays and make things happen and run out of pocket and do all that kind of stuff? You need a guy who's going to kind of sit there, learn the game, make the right decisions, make the throws, hand off when he's supposed to hand off, let the running back do his thing, let the O-line block. You know, you need that kind of shit. You don't need a guy who's going to try to make plays happen. Now, if he can make plays happen in addition to being a good quarterback, awesome. Here's another thing about quarterback that I always argue with people. They always say, oh, Russell Wilson's a great quarterback. You know, or, oh, um, you know, Michael Vick was a great quarterback. Okay. I will cede to you that Russell Wilson, Mike Vick, 
um, you know, Tyron Taylor, guys like that are great athletes, you know, amazing athletes, some of the best athletes the game's probably ever seen. But as a quarterback, isn't you know, you, you're not supposed to... If you look at the definition of the position or the, the simplistic version of the position, it's not someone who runs around out of the pocket and makes plays. It's someone who stands in the pocket, analyzes the play, makes the right read, makes the right play, switches it if he has to to put his team in the best position to win. He's the, he's the smartest guy on the field at all times. He's the guy that's in control the most at all times. He's not the guy who's going to run around and only throw for like 3,000, 3,500 yards and then you know run for like 1,000. He's the guy who's going to throw for like 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns. And, I mean, that's just, that's just a quarterback. Peyton Manning, that's, that's a quarterback, not Cam Newton. There's a, reason, there's a reason why the Broncos won that Super Bowl against the Panthers. Because who had the better quarterback? Well, the Broncos had the better quarterback. Who had the better athlete? By far, the Panthers. Peyton Manning would never be considered an athlete. I mean, he's an athlete, obviously, but I don't mean... I mean, athlete is in, like, his skill set in running and jumping and speed and all that kind of stuff. He's not an athlete. He's a quarterback, through and through, 100%. The definition of quarterback. Tom Brady, definition of quarterback. He's not the kind of guy that's going to take off and run unless he absolutely has to. He's not looking to run first. He's not thinking, you know, one read, two read, run, one read, run. He's thinking... One read, two read, three read, four read. Shit, I gotta go. You know, I'm gonna stay in the pocket as long as possible, and then I'm gonna make things happen if I have to. That's that's really what a quarterback is. Not a guy like Cam Newton or Mike Vick or somebody like the great athletes, amazing for the game, change the game completely. Not good quarterbacks. So you're gonna take a guy who's not even the best quote-unquote quarterback, or even the best athlete at the position, or no, sorry, is the best athlete at the position, but isn't even the best definition of the position, you're going to take him number one overall. Well, I mean, maybe if you can let him, maybe if you let him sit behind Tyrod and learn for a year, maybe, maybe I'll give you credit next year, but doubtful. What's going to happen is you're going to let Tyrod play a couple games, you guys are going to, you know, lose one or two, three, whatever, until he gets kind of gets into his flow because he's in a new system that's learning a whole new offense, all that shit. Nobody ever gives anyone time in the NFL. So you're going to rush him, and he's not going to be successful right away like you want him to be. So you're going to put Baker Mayfield in there. You're going to rush him, not let him develop, and then he's going to be out of the league in, what, two years? Same fucking MO all the goddamn time. It happens every year. Like, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Stop doing the same thing over and over again and expecting the same results. Do something different and get different results and maybe you'll be fucking successful. So, you know, they pick they pick uh, Baker Mayfield number one. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't agree with that, but maybe at four at least they'll kind of redeem themselves a little bit. You know, maybe get a, a great defensive end to kind of go across from Miles Garrett or maybe they'll get a... You know, maybe they'll get a, a decent running back or, you know, a, a left tackle to kind of, you know, make up for Joe Thomas retiring or, you know, they'll, they'll do something, right? So then we go to the second pick, the Giants are on the board. They take Saquon Barkley because they're not fucking retarded and they understand that, look, we have a, a decent quarterback. Now, 
Objectively, yes, he's a decent quarterback. Personally, I hate fucking Eli Manning, and I will never, ever, ever, ever give him any other credit than, yeah, you know, he's a decent quarterback, but he's the worst of the Mannings to me. I have my reasons. I'll get into that some other day. Now's not the right day. But they wanted to pick someone who would put them in a position to win, and they understood that you have a good offensive line, you have a great defense, you need... A play, you know, you have a veteran QB who's been starting forever. You know, um, he's won two, he's got two rings. Give him a fucking playmaker in the backfield because you guys haven't had a, uh, you know, a franchise running back since Tiki Barber, right? So they take Saquon Barkley, great pick, awesome. You know, good for and New York's a good market. You know, good for him, whatever. Great pick by the Giants. No one has an issue with it. Then you get to the Jets. Sam Darnold. Eh, I mean, I think he's a little unproven, but, you know, if that's what the Jets want to do, that's what the Jets want to do, and so be it. I mean, personally, I think they should have just stuck with McCown. He, uh, you know, he did well last year. I think McCown's very underrated, personally. Um, I think that no one ever gives any of the McCowns the credit they deserve, but Josh McCown is definitely, I think, an underrated guy. I don't think he's good or even really you know decent I think he's you know between trash and decent so he's not quite trash but he's not quite decent but he's serviceable he'll get the job done he'll he'll put you in positions to win and you know then your playmakers will have to do something obviously but they can't do anything that's really on them so I mean I get I get needing a quarterback you know I, I understand that um I guess it was between Sam Darnold Josh Allen Josh Rosen whatever, who gives a shit at that point, you know, it's really kind of take your pick, you obviously saw something you wanted, that's fine, um, I don't have any issues with that, just because the Jets, you know, they've, they've had success recently, so they can afford to take a couple more chances than some people, and you get to the, the fourth pick, the Browns, right, so, look at the Browns, and you think, okay, Browns, this is your chance to redeem yourself right now, you know, your, your number four pick, you're like, okay, you could take Bradley Chubb, who's supposed to be the best defensive player in the draft. You know, or even like, you know, uh, what's his name? Guy that went to the Chargers. Derwin James. You know, you could take somebody. Some kind of playmaker. Because you got rid of, um, who'd you get rid of? I don't know, you got rid of one of your corners, traded him to the Steelers. You know, you've, you've gotten rid of a couple people. So, you know, in your defense, or you could take that playmaker right across from fucking, um, right across from Miles Garrett and just have fucking crazy ends like the Colts used to have when they had Dwight Freeney and, uh, Robert Mathis, you know, something like that. But, you know, you could redeem yourself here at least a little bit for the shitty Baker Mayfield pick. Who do you take? Denzel Ward, a cornerback from Ohio State that no one's ever heard of. Like, what, what, what in the fuck are you doing? What in the absolute fuck are you doing? If that's... No, just... No. Oh, sweetie. Oh, honey. Oh, baby. No. Like, why? Why? I don't get it. But again, this is why I'm not a GM, I guess, because I use too much logic in my decisions. But we'll see. Maybe he'll develop into a great NFL corner. I don't know. But I fucking doubt if he's going to play for the Browns at this point. He's going to be good. If I mean, if he leaves the Browns, he'll probably be a fucking star, but whatever. 
So then you get the Broncos on, right? Number five. They take Bradley Chubb. Smart pick. I mean, you got Von Miller, Bradley Chubb. Just to add to that defense, I mean, it's it's an aging defense that's starting to get broken up a little bit. Um, you know, it's not the same defense you had in that Super Bowl that you won. That was fucking monstrous defense. It's not the same defense you've had the last few years. You know, you, you're missing a couple pieces. You kind of really need that that extra playmaker to help out Von Miller because right now he's the main guy you got, and all you got to do is fucking double, triple Von Miller, and their whole defense is just shut down. So you get him somebody to help out, that's that's a good pick. Um, you know, but then again, you could argue maybe they should have taken a QB because, I mean, they don't have a QB, but kind of really depends. I mean, I guess they have faith in, in their guys. Um, as long as they don't let Trash Weiler start, I think they'll be fine. You know, they might not they might not make it to a Super Bowl with any of the guys they have on roster, but they at least won't be the fucking Browns, right? So then you get to the Colts at number six. My boys, you know, gotta love them, gotta love them, gotta love them. And they take um, a guard. First offensive lineman taken at six. Take a guard from Notre Dame, Quentin Nelson, this big old son of a bitch. I mean, just a fucking monster. He's like, I don't know, he's just a fucking beast. Now... I might have argued that maybe they should have taken McGlinchey, the tackle, as opposed to Nelson, the guard. Um, but I'm, I'm great with the pick because we need all the offensive line help we can fucking get because our offensive line has been trashed for a long time. Um, you know, and you've got a young guy in there at center, Ryan Kelly. You know, you've got, you've got a couple of vets in there. So, you know, you kind of need a, a big body and then, a, you know, a big, a big dude who can kind of move people around a little bit, get the run game going, help, help out Luck a little bit. You know, things like that. I mean, we had a pretty solid run game last year. Not Maybe not solid, but we had a lot better run game last year than I thought we would with Frank Gore's old ass and no offensive line. So, you know, if we get Marlon Mack, you know, and let him, you know, ha- have the ball a bunch and get him an actual fucking blocking offensive line and then let Andrew Luck, you know, hopefully not get touched as much then, you know, maybe we'll actually be a fucking successful franchise again, which would be super nice because I really want Andrew Luck to win a win a ring and win it with us and get back to the winning ways that we had in his first few years. So, overall, I think it's a great pick. Uh, it was a much-needed pick. You know, it was I was I was curious because it was like, you know, do we go offense or do we go defense? Because we really needed some defensive guys, you know, some linebackers, some, some defensive backs. But I was, you know... I was, I was overall happy with the pick. You know, I'm great with that pick. That's that's a good pick to me. You know, let's just let's get him signed and get him out there playing and practicing and working with Lux. So, you know, he's got a fucking wall of motherfuckers blocking for him. So we get to seven, the Bills. You know, they just got rid of Tyrod Taylor who, to the Browns. So, you know, they're hurting for a QB. They take Josh Allen, from the quarterback from Wyoming. Um... You know, I think that that's a, a solid pick. Um, he's definitely got the biggest arm out of anyone, uh, out of any of the QBs in the draft, for sure. You know, um, is he ne- necessarily the most developed or anything like that at quarterback? Yeah, m- maybe not, but he's got a fucking cannon, and that could really go a long way with the Bills, you know, especially with Shady and all that kind of stuff, you know, to have a guy who the defenses really have to worry about taking the top off, 
you know how much room that'll give LaShawn McCoy to fucking run around and do shit. Well, a lot of room. So, you know, overall, I mean, I, he was going to probably go in the top ten anyway, so, you know, it's, I mean, at one point I think it might have been top five, but quarterbacks of this are always going to be top five. Like, they're always like, oh, these three are going to be top five. That never fucking happens. They always drop a little bit, so it's fine. I, uh, I'm i okay with that pick. You get to number eight, the Bears. They took uh, Roquan Smith from Georgia. I don't know a lot about him, but... You know, I do know that they definitely needed some linebacker help. Um, I do think that they could have taken a QB because, personally, I don't believe in Mitchell Trubisky. I, I don't believe that his era has arrived. You know, but may, now maybe this year, you know, he'll finally hit his stride, get in his flow and prove me wrong, sort of like Jared Goff did. You know, it took him a couple years, which... Again, is an issue I have with the NFL. They never let players develop, especially big nine, big name star players. They never let them develop for the right amount of time. We have one Aaron Rodgers, right? Sat behind Brett Favre for a couple of years. Brett Favre leaves. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers becomes the best quarterback in the NFL. Okay, obviously, yes, some of that was because he's Aaron Rodgers, but also because, so part of that was because he developed. He learned the system. He was able to, you know, make calls and make. You know, make things happen without having to think about, okay, this is the play. What am I going to run? What am I going to do on this play? I'm not sure if I make a mistake. I'm worried about it. No, he was just able to fucking play the game, and everything came to him instinctually and, you know, was drooled into his mind, so he couldn't, he didn't have to think about it. He was just, he already knew what to do. Now, that could happen with Trubisky. I'm not saying it won't, but right now, to me, a guy who's only started like 15 games in college shouldn't be the starter shouldn't be your starter in the NFL personally but again what do I fucking know about the NFL right so we get to number 9 we get to Mike McGlinchey offensive tackle from Notre Dame the 49ers uh, I think that's a good pick you know you gotta protect the the investment in Jimmy Garoppolo um, you know and I think McGlinchey you know he's a fucking monstrous dude I think he's like six eight, six nine, something like that just a fucking monster so put him out there just let him, let him just manhandle people. Number 10, we got the, the Cardinals. Josh Rosen, quarterback UCLA. You know, the Cardinals needed a QB. Um, they really did. So I can't hate on them taking a QB. Uh, I think Josh Rosen out of maybe, you know, Allen, Jackson, Rosen, um, Darnold, and Mayfield might have been you know, maybe third in that list. Um, but I, I think that's a, I think that's a solid, a solid pick. I mean, you needed a QB. You have, you know, obviously a running back in uh, David Johnson. You have receiver Larry Fitzgerald who catches literally every fucking thing that's, every football that's ever been made he can catch. So, you know, I, I can't, you got a, a decent defense. I can't, I can't hate on the pick. Um, We'll see if it works out for him. If they let him develop, that's the thing. Let his ass fucking develop behind, I believe, Sam Bradford just went to the Cardinals, didn't he? So that's a that's a good quarterback for him to develop behind. Now, don't let him learn how to get injured, but let him learn how to fucking develop. Because Sam Bradford is an accurate-ass motherfucker, and he has still a solid arm, and he's a reasonably smart guy. Let him develop behind Sam Bradford, and he'll be all right. Dolphins took Minka Fitz... 
At 11, the Dolphins took Minka Fitzpatrick, a defensive back from Alabama. You know, I guess it's an okay pick. You know, they needed, they needed some defensive back help. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess it depends how you look at it. I think I would have tried to take in a QB or maybe try to trade up to take a QB. Because let's just face it, Tannehill, I mean, what's he done in the last couple of years? Sat on the bench? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you kind of needed a, a franchise guy there personally if it's me, but I guess the pick was solid. At 12, the Bucks took uh, Vita Vea, a defensive tackle from Washington. Looks like a strong dude. Looks like he might move some move some centers and guards around. We'll see what he does. Uh, at 13, the Redskins took Deron Payne, a defensive lineman from Alabama. You know, I mean, these Alabama kids are just monsters. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't know too much about him. You know, I'm not a huge Alabama fan, so I don't really know a lot about some of their, you know, lesser-known players. We'll see if, if that helps out the Redskins. Um, you know, I, I think I might have gotten Alex Smith the playmaker personally, but, I mean, I guess if you need if you really feel like you need the help on defense, I guess do it. I don't, I don't know. The Saints took Marcus Davenport, a defensive end from the University of Texas San Antonio, or UTSA. Uh, never heard of him. Don't know shit about him. We'll see if he's, if he's successful. Drew Brees will push him to be, I know that. At 15, the Raiders took Colton Miller, an offensive tackle from UCLA. Uh, I know they've been having, you know, tackle issues and things like that. So, you know, I know they want to protect Derek Carr because he just is coming off an injury. So, you know, I'm okay with that pick. I think that's a, you know, a, a decent pick, um, especially if he can play. Uh, especially if he can play lefty, you know, left tackle. Um, that'd be really helpful. Uh, for the Bills, you're looking at Tremaine Edmonds, uh, linebacker from Virginia Tech. You know, they definitely needed some defensive help. Uh, I think all around, really, not just a linebacker. But, again, I don't, I don't know much about that guy. When college football season comes around, really, I pay attention to two teams. And then I kind of just keep a baser understanding of who's doing, you know, who's doing okay and who's not. And some of the star players. So I don't really get super into the rosters like I, you know, like I do in the NFL, unfortunately. Also, because there's 119 uh, Division One teams, so fuck that. Um, but you know, they obviously saw the name that they liked. 17, you got the Chargers, Derwin James, safety, Florida State. You know, I think that he's probably the second best athlete uh, defensively in the entire draft. You know, and he seems to be a, uh, you know, a reasonably smart player. Uh, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, I can't really I can't really say a whole lot negative about him yet. You know, because you know, Florida State, you're not really playing necessarily the best, uh, you know, the best kind of talent. So I'm not sure how how he will hold up against. You know the, that elite level of talent. You know, if you were at Alabama, you know, sure, I'd say you're probably going to play more elite level talent or practice against elite level talent. Even but Florida State, you know, it's iffy. Like, yes, yeah, sometimes Clemson is good. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they're not. And that's really you know your biggest probably good team that you're going to play. But you know, so you might get a couple guys here and there who are going to be like who are going to have that, you know, that that skill. But I think overall, you 
we have to wait to see how he's when he gets tested, you know, uh, the first time. And we're going to see if he stays at safety. Who knows? I don't know if he's if he's going to get moved or not. It's going to depend on how he does in, in practice and camp. Um, 18, the Packers, Jair, Jair Alexander, cornerback, Louisville. Eh, pretty, pretty dumb pick, personally. I would have taken a receiver, I think, because, you know, Jordy Nelson left. But, uh, you know, I guess he felt like you needed the cornerback help, even though you just got a corner because you uh, traded... Um, uh, you traded your your backup QB to uh, the Browns in exchange for a corner. You signed corner, whatever, whatever. I think that you really need a corner at this point. I would have taken a receiver or even a tight end. Uh, 19, the Cowboys took Leighton Vanderesh, a linebacker from Boise State. Don't even know if I said that right, so obviously I have no idea who the fuck that is. I mean, nobody plays for the Cowboys now, so I hope he does fucking garbage. Um, 20, the Lions, they took Frank Ragnow, center guard from Arkansas. I mean, I think that's smart. You need somebody to really, you know, someone to be able to help block for Matthew Stafford, who I think is the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think he's one of the best, but he doesn't get credit that he deserves. So I think, you know, I think it's going to pick up, protect the, protect the franchise, protect the asset. I mean, he's, he's your franchise. He's the only thing that makes you fucking relevant from from day to day, year to year. Uh, 21, the Bengals took Billy Price, center Ohio State. Who gives a fuck who the Bengals took because they're not going to really do anything even if they took fucking 1998 Peyton Manning. Um, you know, as long as they have uh, Andy Dalton there, I don't think they're they're ever going to be successful enough, so I don't think it really matters who they take. At 22, the Titans took Rashawn Evans, linebacker from Alabama. I think that... You know, I guess they needed the linebacker help, but they didn't really. They don't really have that that you know that star linebacker, that main linebacker. It's kind of just a bunch of. Uh, they got a couple guys who are yeah, you know their names, but they're there's not like a Ray Lewis or a Brian Urlacher. You know, it's guys who whose name you know, but they don't, they're not those standout guys. But I mean, they do the job. They suffice. But I think they were trying to more go for like a name and. They figure, well, if he plays at Alabama and started at Alabama, then he's probably going to be really good. So we'll see. 23, the Patriots took Isaiah Wynn, offensive lineman from Georgia. Don't know a dick about him, but he blocked for um, Bradley Chubb. Or Nick Chubb. Which one's the running back? Nick Chubb's the running back. Sorry, Bradley's the defensive end. That's right. Blocked for Nick Chubb, who did really well at running back, so can't be too bad, right? 24, the Panthers, they took D.J. Moore, wide receiver, Maryland. Uh, I think that's a pretty decent pick. I mean, um, you know, he's sort of a, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a, of a bigger body. Um, not necessarily, you know, a, a Calvin Johnson type, but he's, you know, he's, he's, he's not Deshaun Jackson either. You know, he's six foot, two sixteen, so he'll probably come in at like you know two twenty or something. Um, you know, played in Maryland. I got to watch him a little bit, but you know, I think I think it's a, it's a decent pickup. It gives Cam Newton you know another playmaker. You know, he he's got Christian McCaffrey, who I think right now is the best uh, pass catcher on the team outside of Greg Olson. So 
you know, you get him kind of kind of some more hands on the team. That's that's a little helpful for for him because he has up and down years. Like he'll have a really good year and then a really shitty year, and then a really good year and then a really shitty year. He had a bad year last year, so I think he's about due. So getting him, you know, hands doesn't doesn't hurt anything. So then, pardon me, had to yawn. Wasn't expecting that. So at 25, you've got the Ravens. They took a tight end from South Carolina, Hayden Hurst. Now I don't know anything about him, but I think it, I think if it was me, I would have taken a receiver. I know you just signed Michael Crabtree, but you never really had, you know, at least not since your Super Bowl run in 2012. You haven't really had a a receiver that was your true number one that you could, you know, that was either a big body or a speed guy or whatever that would actually be successful and, you know, you could you could rely on, you know. So I think I would have taken Calvin Ridley personally or, you know, probably Calvin Ridley <laughs> personally. But, uh, you know... I guess I guess they just felt that they needed to help a tight end. You know, I think you could have kept Watson. I think Watson was serviceable. I think you could have kept. Uh, I mean, really, they don't they don't play their they don't use their offense right anyway. So why would you take a tight end at this point? I mean, you don't you don't do what you should do for your offense. So who really gives a shit who you like about your tight end anyway? But if you have Benjamin Watson, um, I would use him and not this Hayden Hurst guy. Um, if you, but I don't remember they might have let Benjamin Watson go. Um, but anyway, so they took Hayden Hurst. Eh, I know a lot of people weren't super stoked about that, but whatever. At 26, the Falcons took Calvin Ridley, wide receiver Alabama. I think that's an amazing pick. It might be the steal of the draft in the first round anyway, at least. Um, you know, because you've got another huge body to go, you know, on the other side of Julio Jones. And now it takes pressure off of Julio Jones. And... You know, who is, if not the best, one of the best uh, receivers in the NFL right now? That's right, Julio Jones. So to allow him to be more successful, you went and got a big-bodied receiver, put on the other side of him that people now have to worry about. And, you know, you're giving Matt Ryan another playmaking target, and that's always dangerous to do. So I think that might be the steal of the draft right there. Either that or, you know, Colts taking Quentin Nelson. Either way. But, you know, that's kind of biased. <laughs> Um, the Seahawks at 27, they took Rashad Penny, running back, San Diego State. You know, they needed a running back, you know, because they haven't really had one since Marshawn left. Um, which, by the way, they should have given them the ball and the Patriots would have won the Super Bowl. But, well, I know the Rams also should have given, you know, Marshall Falk the ball back in the day, and, but they didn't and let the Patriots win. But whatever. Um, funny how it was both times against the Patriots. They didn't give their hot running back the ball. Two different teams. Both white-haired head coaches, though. Funny. Um, So, I think I might have taken uh, Nick Chubb, maybe, or Sony Michelle from Georgia here. But, I mean, I guess uh, they felt that they, that Rashad Penny better fit their scheme, maybe. I don't, I don't know what they were thinking, but, eh. About, uh, about this pick. Eh. 28, the Steelers, it took Terrell Edmonds, safety, Virginia Tech. Um, you know, I think that it's not necessarily a bad pick, but I wouldn't say it's a great pick. I do believe he's the brother of the linebacker that the Bills took. Um, 
But, you know, they, they need some safety help since Troy Palmolo left. So, I mean, at this point, you know, the two best defensive backs are gone and Minka Fitzpatrick and Derwin James. So, I guess, you know, if you feel that he's the third or fourth best guy, then you take him. So, I mean, I, I get it. I get I get the pick. But, you know, I might have taken a uh, maybe somebody to replace Big Ben or Le'Veon, you know, in case he decides he doesn't want to fucking play anymore or... You know, maybe somebody to take a little bit of pressure off of uh, Antonio Brown. Um, I know they've got receivers, but come the fuck on. It's basically Antonio Brown. That's really it. Their other receivers are pretty much trash. Except for... Uh, um, 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 what's old boy's name? Uh... Um, you know, the guy that made that play, Juju Smith-Schuster, that's right, that that guy. I think besides him and Antonio Brown, they don't really have anything at receiver. You know, Martavis Bryant had potential, but I think he was just too skinny. I think that was his problem. Yeah, he was 6'4", but he was like 2'10", which is not a good build for a receiver. If you're going to be 2'10", you need to be like 6'0", you know, 5'11". Five, five if you're going to be 6'4", you need to be like 230, 240, sort of Calvin Johnson-esque. Randy Moss-esque. Um, but whatever. At 29, the Jaguars took Taven Bryan, defense tackle Florida. I think he was probably the best available defense tackle at the time. So I get it. Um, I don't, like I said, I don't know much about him. We'll see how he does. You know, the Jaguars had a pretty, a pretty stout defense. So he's got a lot to, he's got a lot to live up to and a lot to try to, uh, to be successful at. At 31, or sorry, 30, the Vikings took Mike Hughes, cornerback, University of Central Florida, you know, the, the true national champions. We were the only unbeaten team, as they say. Let's face it, the BCS is a fucking ripoff and is rigged and it doesn't fucking matter and all these other things. I could go into that whole conspiracy, but that would be a whole nother fucking podcast, probably more than an hour. That'd probably be a fucking three-hour three hour podcast, honestly. Um... But yeah, so he went to UCF, so he's, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's solid, but he's not, you know, like, oh, he was the corner at, you know, Clemson, or oh, he was the corner at Alabama, or oh, he was the corner at fucking Florida, you know, it's, it's the University of Central Florida, it's not even the best team in, in the state, so, not even the best school in the state, so, you know, I'd say it's... Th- probably third maybe tied for third best with USF so uh, you know not that there can't be a diamond in the rough but you know we'll see at 31 the Patriots took Sony Michelle running back from Georgia you know I think I would have taken Chubb instead but I mean I know that they had a good one-two combo with uh, Michelle and Chubb so I mean, I get that you want to back, but I think I would have taken Chubb personally. Just because I think he's a little bit of the better athlete. He's a little bit of better longevity. He has a little bit of better overall skills as a running back. But, you know, obviously, um, Bella Cheat saw something that he really likes. And, you know, he has an eye for talent. Say what you will about the man, but he has an eye for talent. So maybe Michelle, Michelle will be the steal of the draft instead of uh, Calvin Ridley. Who knows? Or maybe he'll flare out or flame out, you know, and won't do anything that happens every now and then to to the Pats, and who knows. 
32, the Ravens, surprisingly, traded back up into the first round. Um, no one expected them to trade up, and then the person they took, no one expected. And I've heard a lot of people say that it was a great pick, and it could be the steal of the draft. The steal of the draft. Um, a lot of people were, at first, kind of like, oh, fuck, they traded into the first round, what happened? You know, they're going to fucking take somebody stupid or something like that. Um, or they're going to fuck us up or whatever. But then once they saw who they took, they were kind of, you know, half the people were super stoked and half the people were like, what the fuck? You know, now a lot more people are a lot more stoked now seeing, you know, him at camp and hearing the things that the coaches and owner have been saying about him. And, you know, so uh, the Ravens took Lamar Jackson, quarterback from Louisville, former Heisman Trophy winner. Um, you know, I think that, you know, he's a... He, he's a good athlete. He's a, a decent quarterback. I think that if you want to play him at any point in the near future, you're going to have to change your entire offense because you have an offense built around um, a not even a great, just a decent Joe Flacco. So, you know, they're two very different types of quarterbacks. Uh, so you have to change your entire offense and your, and your entire philosophy if you're going to put Lamar Jackson in. You know, so this year you might use him in certain sets, and you might kind of, you know, use him as a decoy a little bit. But you can't, you can't just be having him go out there and start games unless you absolutely have to. Otherwise, you're gonna have to change your entire fucking offense. Um, so anyway, that's the first round. Um, you know, it was eh, an okay round. You know, I think that some teams did a little bit better in the first round than they did all, you know, all together. And I think that some other teams did better in the later rounds. Uh, the Colts, you know, they we got a linebacker and a guard in the second round, back-to-back picks. Uh, Cortland Sutton, who's like the biggest receiver in the draft, you know, he went he went to the Broncos. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of names, I don't think, really, that went, you know, too uh, too late. Darius uh, Gweiss or Juice or Gwiss or however the fuck you say his name from LSU, the running back, went to the Redskins. That's not a bad pickup. Um, but yeah, I mean, the rest of the does, rounds, does anyone really care about the rest of the rounds? I mean, I sure should. No, I don't. Mason Rudolph, quarterback from Oklahoma State, went to uh, the Steelers uh, in the third round. Um, you know, so that's always, you know, always a good thing. We also got a defensive end in the second round that I forgot about. Um, the Colts, I mean, we also got two defensive ends, actually, um, in, in the third round, or in the second round. Um, Third round, I don't think we had a, I don't think we had a pick, but I can't think of too many, uh, you know, big name players really that went in the in the fourth round. You know, no one that really stands out. I was like, oh man, that guy was so good in college. You know, and especially in four, five, six, seven. You know, there's not a whole lot of fucking guys there. We got a we got a running back. He's supposed to be the fastest guy in the draft. The Colts did it. 104, so or the fourth pick in the fourth round. Haheem Hines or Haheem Hines from NC State. He's supposed to be super fast, um, which isn't necessarily a good thing, um, but it might actually work out because we haven't really had a speed back in a while. Um, we also really haven't had a power back in a while, but we haven't had a speed back in a while, so who knows? Um, Let's see, other names that you might know in the draft. Let's see, are there any? I don't, I really don't think there are any. 
uh, Contavious Street. I don't know if that's a name that you know, but I kind of that's kind of a cool name, so I'm gonna mention it anyway. He went to the 49ers, pick 128, defensive end from NC State. Ooh, that rhymed. Ooh man, ooh man. Uh, for all my people listening in Missouri, uh, Jamon Moore, the receiver from Missouri, went to the Packers at 133. Um, you know, I know you guys will appreciate that. He's playing with Aaron Rodgers as long as he makes the team. That's pretty, pretty dope. Um. Ooh, the Seahawks took Trey Flowers, the safety from Oklahoma State at 146. That's a good pickup. Uh, the Steelers took uh, at 148 from Penn State the safety Marcus Allen. Not the same Marcus Allen that played back in the day, but, you know, that's it's pretty cool. He's got the same name. That's, that's kind of funny. Um, the Colts took a receiver in, in the fifth round. Uh, Fountain. Darius Fountain. We'll see how he how he does. He's from Northern Iowa. He's not, you know, he's not he's not huge, but he's not a huge name. I mean, I don't size wise. I'm not I'm not sure how big he is. Let me look. Um, so Darius Fountain is six one two oh nine. So he's also not a big body either, which. We've never really had a big body. I think we could really use one. I think that'd be, um, you know, pretty dope to get a, a big body receiver. Uh, just to kind of really change the game. I mean, we've always had speed guys or possession guys. We've never really had that that just game changer, that, you know, that 6'4", six, 6'5", six, just 230 kind of receiver, but still with like 4'6 speed, like a Calvin Johnson type. We, ne- we just never had that ever, not even when we had um, you know, Peyton Manning, you know. Marvin Harrison was what six foot maybe, you know. Pierre Garçon was what six one. Reggie Wayne was not even six foot, you know. It was, you know, we had all smaller guys, you know. Even Dallas Clark, our tight end, even when he wasn't the biggest dude, and he was what six three, six four. So you know, we had a bunch of small time guys, but fuck, were they good? You know, obviously small guys can be good. I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying, you know, we we just never had that kind of receiver. So it'd be interesting to see if we ever got one. Um, in that same round, we also got another running back from Ole Miss. Round six, I'm still not seeing any any names that a lot of people are gonna know, uh, unless you know your your balls deep in the uh, in in the the college football world. Um, you know, some people obviously are. But I am not one of those, um, not one of those kinds of guys. Uh, we did get another receiver, Deion Kane from Clemson. Um, you know, he's six two two oh three. I think he's a little skinny for the six two frame. I think he needs to to put on some muscle, gain some weight. You know, maybe he'll he'll develop into something. Uh, at 187, the Bills got Ray Ray McLeod, wide receiver from Clemson. You know, it's it's a name that we've heard before, so it's not a it's not a bad pickup. Um, you know, there's just there's so many guys in here, just like every year that you don't necessarily, you know, hear of until they either blow up or you know do something in, in the league or were super good in college. So it's just. 
it's just unfortunate sometimes when, you know, you have to go through fucking six rounds and no names. Um, in the seventh round, the Colts got a linebacker from Houston, Matthew Adams. Don't know much about him. Don't know much about him. Um, hopefully he can do something because we definitely need some linebacking help. Uh, so hopefully he and the other guy that we got in the second round can do something. Oh, um, at 235, uh, the Colts also got Zaire Franklin, the linebacker from Syracuse. Here's one, 236, the Cowboys. Bo Scarborough, running back from Alabama. That guy is a fucking monster. You want to talk about fucking huge backs? That guy is a fucking monster. Still runs like probably a 4'6", four, 4'7", four, maybe even a little bit faster. He's probably 240. 6'6", six, six, maybe somewhere in there, 5'11", something like that. Just a fucking monster. Um, you know, so they also have Ezekiel Elliott in the best, the best fucking offensive line, you know, in the uh, in the NFL, which certainly doesn't doesn't hurt. Um, and that is going to be insane if they, you know, Zeke Elliott doesn't play. They can put Bo Scarborough in, and he can just fucking run over everybody. If he has any kind of career like he did in fucking Alabama, then dear God, watch out. Just kind of like Derrick Henry, you know. Derrick Henry is kind of the same mold as Derrick Henry, just a huge dude that likes to run over people, but he's still a little bit faster than he needs to be. And when Derrick Henry gets the ball, dear God, watch out. He just doesn't get the ball enough, I don't think, to be successful running back in the NFL. And that's the one thing I worry about with Bo Scarborough is he might not get the ball enough. Uh, should he might get changed to fullback. You know, who knows what they'll do with him, but I think they need to feed him the ball. Um, especially with all the fucking off-field issues that Zeke Elliott is having. Ezekiel Elliott, you know. The guy's got some fucking issues. Let's see. So then... With the last pick of the 2018 NFL Draft, the Redskins had it, so Mr. Irrelevant 2018 is Trey Quinn, wide receiver from Southern Methodist University. Um, Southern Methodist University is is quite famous. Um, let's talk about Trey Quinn for a minute. He, uh, he played at LSU, then he transferred. Uh, six foot, 203. Um, he does, however, hold an all-time record in high school for most career yards receiving, so that's, that's pretty dope, but he's Mr. Irrelevant 2018, so, you know, who, who knows, who knows, um, I think that, you know, he's a pretty good all-around athlete, I think he, uh, he might have played baseball, uh, Little League World Series kind of baseball, I think, when he was younger. I'm not 100% sure. Um, so, the looking up his high school stats real quick, he's the national all-time leader in career receiving yards with 6,566. He also had 70 touchdowns when he finished, uh, when he finished it all up. So he had 6,566 yards receiving. That's fucking bonkers uh, for four years in high school. That's bonkers for four years in fucking college or even the NFL, but that's especially fucking bonkers for fucking high school. Jesus. Um, I think he left LSU after his sophomore year, but he went to Southern Methodist University. So Southern Methodist University, the one thing that... that... um. You know, they're known for is they had the first ever uh, 
you know, death penalty for their for their football program back in the day because they were doing some cheating stuff and, you know, their sanctions were fucking insane. No team's ever had that, but they've threatened it a few times. I don't think they'll ever do it again because college football makes too much money. They'll never fucking kill a football program again, but it definitely, it definitely stopped them for a little bit. You know, there was a time when SMU didn't have football for a while. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Fuck. It's been a long week. Um, but yeah, so he's Mr. Irrelevant of 2018. So, if I'm thinking about the the, the league this year, and fuck, we're getting, I didn't realize how long I talked about the draft. We're getting close. Um, I think the teams to watch NFC-wise, you know, I think you got to watch the Eagles again because they've, they've been building their team up. You know, if Aaron Rodgers is healthy, you always got to watch the Packers. But I'd say... Uh, if there's two teams you really got to watch out for in the NFC, the two surprise teams are teams that I... Not necessarily surprise teams, the teams I think that will go farther than than maybe they should or people give them credit for or are expecting them to, or maybe everyone's expecting them to go this far, is the Vikings and the Rams. I think those are the two teams with the Packers and Eagles that could end up as the last four teams in the, in the NFC. They're just... They're all so fucking good. And any of them could win the NFC Championship, and I think I'd really be okay with it. However, I don't really want Kirk Cousins to go, super, to, go to a Super Bowl before Andrew Luck. But if it happens, it happens. He's just got an insane team with the Vikings. Um, AFC-wise, I'd say the teams to watch out for are, you know, I mean, the Jags are getting, are getting pretty serious. If they could just get a fucking quarterback besides Blake Bortles, who's just above Trashweiler, but not too far above. They'd probably win the fucking Super Bowl with their team. Um, you know, if they had, like, Alex Smith, fuck, dear God, they'd win that fucking Super Bowl. Or if they had almost literally anyone else. But I think the teams to watch out for are, you know, I think the Steelers, I think Ben's going to play with fucking, he's going to play out of his mind just because he's got things to to prove, I think, in his last few years. Um, I think you got to watch out for the surprise team, I think, might be uh, I think it might be the Chargers. Honestly, if they can string together a few wins, they they have some they've had some issues lately getting some 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 wins. You know, they've had some close ones, but I think I think they could turn it around this year and get some get some things going. I think Philip Rivers is, you know, I think he, I think he's getting close to the end and he's starting to get pissed and he's gonna be like, you know what, fuck this, I'm gonna win these games by myself, and he might just fucking do it. Um, obviously, the Pats are always the fucking team to watch because fuck Bella cheating. Tom Brady, fucking I couldn't think of anything to say about him with his name. I'm gonna say Bali, but who the fuck knows? Um, let's see. I think that maybe two more teams to watch would probably be the Titans. They're a pretty solid team. Um, you know, I wish I could say the Colts here, but I really can't. Um, but definitely, 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 definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely got to watch the Titans there. Pretty solid around. What they did to the Chiefs was pretty crazy. I didn't really expect that. But I think you also got to watch uh, the fucking Chiefs, man. I think you got to watch the Chiefs. But, uh, all right. So, uh, anyway, I'm out. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll see you guys later. I'll see you guys next week. Might not be on Wednesday because that's a holiday, but I'll try. It might be Thursday instead. But, uh, all right. So, I'll see you. Uh, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening, and we'll do more uh, regular sports, not MMA, uh, next week. All right. Shout out to everybody in Missouri, all my people in Maryland, 
Love you guys, and thanks for listening.